Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. This is the truth. There is nothing, there is no one, no thing, neither height, nor depth, nor principalities, nor any created thing that can separate you from the love that God has for you. That's grace. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Philippians. Have you ever struggled with legalism? If we as believers were to be perfectly honest, this is something that many of us slide in and out of at some point in our walk with the Lord. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will encourage you to read, pray, and meditate through Scripture, such as Romans 8, to quickly regain your confidence in Christ rather than self. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Philippians chapter 3, As he continues his message, legalism destroys. Our own self-righteousness to God is like a filthy minstrel cloth. And by the way, what does a minstrel cloth represent? Death. Death. A minstrel cloth represents the death of in that there's no conception of life. If there was conception of life, then there would be no menstruation. Again, you'll forgive me for the graphic nature, but that's what self-righteousness is. I want to spend the remainder of our time on this third one in verses 7 through 9, because it has to do with how legalism destroys our relationship with the Lord. This is what I wish I would have known early on. Let me just say parenthetically that the enemy does not want you to hear this. And so even now he's going to attempt to bring some sort of a distraction or thought into your mind so you miss what the Lord has for us here in verses 7 through 9. To me, this is the most destructive thing about legalism. Because now it has ruined, marred my relationship with the Lord because now my relationship is based on fear. It's motivated by fear. Fear of failure. Fear of not measuring up. Fear of falling short. In a way, it's like I'm always looking around my shoulder and always kind of walking on spiritual eggshells, as it were, Because this is what happens now with my relationship. If I mess up, God's going to punish me. 
That's not the relationship that the Lord has with me. See, this is a relationship that is grace-based. It's grace-based because of God's agape love. God loves me no matter what. So I had a bad week this last week. No, no I'm not talking about myself. You're looking at me like, what'd you do? <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't tell you anyway. <laughs> Maybe I should say it this way. You had a bad week this last week. i got to be careful because I just pointed at a couple of you and you went like this. <laughs> you know who you are. And now what happens? You're distancing yourself from the Lord. Why? Because with this kind of a dynamic in your relationship with the Lord, you believe that He's mad at you. Or how about this, worse yet, He's through with you. He's had it up to here with you. How many times have I told you, I've told you till I'm blue in the face. That's it. That's legalism. How destructive is that? And by the way, isn't that exactly what Satan intends? You have to understand that he completely changed his strategy when you and I came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. See, prior, he was doing everything and stopping at nothing to keep us from Christ. But now that we're in Christ, he wants to separate us. He wants to distance us. He wants to steal from us. Jesus said that he comes to steal. Listen to the order of these what I'll call the big three. <laughs> he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he'll do everything he can. And if he can come in, you know, I was uh, thinking about this just, just now, maybe the Lord wants me to share it on Thursday night. I think it was a quote from... Uh, my memory's so bad. I don't remember if it was, doesn't matter. It was either uh, G. Campbell Morgan or Oswald Chambers or D. Martin Lloyd-Jones. I mean, that's quite a, <laughs> maybe it was all three of them, but basically here's the gist of it. We listen to the devil and we don't listen to God. We believe the lies of the devil and in so doing, we don't believe the truth of God. What's the truth? The truth is in Romans 8. I really encourage you, if you're struggling with this today, to spend some time meditating on, even praying through, the entire chapter of Romans 8. Because this is the truth. There is nothing, there is no one, no thing, neither height, nor depth, nor principalities, nor any created thing 
that can separate you from the love that God has for you. That's grace. Here's what the enemy does. Here's the lie, if I can contrast it. You mess up. You fail. You sin. What, you think God's in heaven going, I can't believe you did that. Are you kidding me? (laughs) You think that God is surprised? Yeah, but I told him, I I committed, I made a vow, Lord, I'll never do that again. (laughs) And I did it. You think God's in heaven going, that's it. You said you weren't going to do that again, and you did it. That's legalism. Isn't that the law? The law kills. Legalism destroys that love relationship that he has for us. This is agape love. It's in some regards almost undefinable, inexplicable, because it's God's love for us that says, I love you, period. Not I love you if, I love you when. (laughs) Last night I, and after I said it, I, I realized what I said, but... My daughter was having a uh, kind of one of those 11-year-old attitudes. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, I just said, you need to have a change of heart. And I prayed for her, and she did have a change of heart. And she came up to me and gave me a hug and said, I'm so sorry. Aww. <laughs> to which I responded, I love you when you're like this. And I thought, (laughs) she's like, what did you just say? (laughs) Because the implication is, when you're not like this, I don't love you. And isn't it true that we view the love that our Heavenly Father has for us through the lens of our earthly fallen parents? It's a flawed love, a fallen love, a conditional love, if you will. Please uh, stay with me. Try in as much as the Holy Spirit can enable you to wrap your minds around this love that God has for you. It's that love that God has for me that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. Let me say it this way, and maybe this is a word for somebody here today. And again, this is what I wish I would have known when I was younger in the Lord. There's nothing that I can do that's going to make God love me less. Yeah, but you don't know what I did. Listen, I don't want to know, <laughs> but God knows. Yeah, but I've, I really messed up bad. You know, I have a past. Have you ever considered the genealogy of Jesus Christ? 
that we have recorded in the Gospel of Matthew and Luke? I mean, the lineage of the Savior of the world included prostitutes, incest, yeah? I mean, horrid, unimaginable things by design. I think about David. He's one of the men of God that I'm really looking forward to meeting when we get to heaven. Can't wait. An amazing man. A man who had a heart after God's own heart. You want to talk about somebody that messed up. I mean, here's this sweet psalmist of Israel. The king of Israel, from whom the Savior of the world would come and even be called the son of David. Son of David. He schemed and committed adultery with a married woman, tried to cover it up, only to find out that now she's pregnant. So what's he going to do? He's going to have her husband basically murdered. And he does. And he thinks he got away with it. It's believed that about a year goes by. And then God, you'll forgive me for saying it this way, but I think God really missed David. Because see, now David had been separated from God. He, in the Psalms, gives us an idea of how he was just dying inside. He was drying up inside. He missed that intimacy that he once knew with his Lord. And I would suggest that the Lord missed it too. And he wanted David back. Because he loves David. And he knows David loves him too. So what's he going to do? He's going to send the prophet Nathan, a type of the Holy Spirit, not to condemn, to convict. See, conviction will draw us to the Lord, and condemnation will distance us from the Lord. And there is therefore now, Romans 8 verse 1, no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. I love you, David. I can't stand this anymore, David. And I know you can't either. So he sends Nathan. And when Nathan presents him this case and then says to David, you are the man. David just... (laughs) He just crumbles with a godly sorrow that Paul says leads to a genuine repentance. And what does God do? Does God say, it's about time? No. Now I'm going to crush you. No. 
You have to understand that adultery and murder were punishable by death under the law. The law. God says, you know what? I'm putting away your sin. And I'm forgiving you of your sin. And you know what's interesting? One would think that a man like that, who had been the recipient of such grace, would think, okay, cool. I can just do it again and ask for forgiveness. But he doesn't. Don't you find it remarkable that for the rest of David's life, oh, he would suffer the consequences of that sin, but he would never repeat the folly of that sin. Why? Because he had been restored. One last thought, and it has to do with Peter. Peter thought for sure, that's it. I denied the Lord. (laughs) There's an interesting detail in the narrative. We're told that he made eye contact with Jesus after the rooster crowed the third time. And he knew, and he was just. And he wept bitterly. (laughs) He thought for sure, that's it. By the way, that's why he tried to go back into his fishing business. Because when Jesus appears to him, he's trying to start up his fishing business again. And that's when Jesus restores him three times. And it's very interesting how he restores him. The third time he says, Peter, do you love me? He uses the word agape. Do you love me that way, Peter? Feed my sheep. Peter, you're not going to start your fishing business back up again. You're going to become a fisher of men. And he restored him. And look at the Apostle Peter. I can't wait till we get to the epistles of 1 and 2 Peter. Let's see. uh, Philippians, Colossians, 1 and 2. Well, the rapture might happen first, but we'll get there. God loved Peter, and God loves you. And when you embrace that grace, righteousness becomes a get-to and not a got-to. And that changes everything. I want to say one last thing to legalism, if I can just personify legalism. Dear legalism, (laughs) you're not going to get away with what you're trying to do. You're not going to come in between me and the love that God has for me. Because the love that he has for me is not based on what I do, it's based on what he's done. Again, this is what David would say, 
I know you read some pretty disturbing things about me in the Word of God. (laughs) Probably things you didn't want to know about how I plotted the murder of Uriah the Hittite. But those things were recorded in the pages of Holy Writ, not to show you how bad I was, but it was to show you how good I am in spite of how bad, how good God is in spite of how bad I am. God loves you. Legalism hates you. Legalism wants to destroy you, wants to destroy your life, your relationship with the Lord. Legalism wants you to work under the law. And the Lord says, any works will be under grace because of your love for me. You'll want to. It won't be that you have to. Maybe today you would say, I need to end it with legalism. I need to end this toxic relationship that I have with legalism. And I need a restoration of my relationship with the Lord. A relationship that makes me not wanting to wait to get up in the morning to spend time with Him. No more do I want to listen to the voice of legalism that says, You better spend some time in God's Word. You better have a quiet time. No. Let's be honest. Isn't that how it is? Can you imagine what God feels like when, when you do that? Wouldn't it be like one of your children coming to you and going, Oh, I need to spend time with you. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. <laughs> Don't bother. No, I, I can't wait till tomorrow morning to just get up and be with Jesus talk with Him. Bring all my concerns, my fears, my worries, my issues, my struggles to Him. And then just have Him talk to me and minister to me and comfort me by the Holy Spirit. That's the relationship I want. I think that's the relationship you want too. There's a lot to learn from this joyful New Testament book, Philippians. And we're so glad you've joined us to walk through it all with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Philippians isn't just about the Apostle Paul's rejoicing, though. There are many references to this emotion. This book is also honest about the difficulties that followers of Christ will face. People will oppose the truth of the gospel, and you may face persecution from non-believers. But you can rest assured that Jesus knows, and He sees, and He can change lives anyway. You can be glad and rejoice in the Lord just as Paul did. If you'd like to listen to more Pastor J.D.'s teachings on this book, you'll find them on our website. Simply visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and click on Listen. 
You can even take these messages with you on the go with our mobile app. Find a link to our app on our website or search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store. This will provide you with hours of insight into the Bible, helpful links, and access to the latest editions of Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor J.D. takes a critical look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to the prophecies of the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. These messages are new each weekend and will help you put world events into an eternal perspective. You can access these updates through our website. Again, that address is in spiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to God's Word today and join us next time right here on In Spirit and Truth. truth, truth.